Introduction to the Science History of the Universe, Volume 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Science History of the Universe, Volume 4. Edited by Francis Wolpe Wheeler. Chemistry. Introduction. Technically, it is difficult, almost impossible, to draw sharp distinctions between the various subdivisions of natural science. Omitting consideration of mathematics, which constitutes a necessary and convenient mode of numbering, diagrammatization, and quantitative interpretation of natural as well as of other phenomena, a clear and concise language, the fundamental sciences are physics and chemistry. Within the last half-century, the borderland of these two has become so elastic in its boundaries that there has developed again an original science so closely involving the characteristics of the two fundamental ones that it is called physical chemistry. With a clear understanding of the foregoing, there should be no misinterpretation of what follows in this introduction or failure to appreciate what has been set forth within the covers of this book by its author chemistry took its origin out of knowledge of small mysteries even today many may reasonably look with wonder at the accomplishments of the chemist who seems to be a master at massive as well as at a diminutive ledger domain unfortunately at times it is assumed that he knows more than he does and some as in the charlatan days pretend to be wiser than they are the history of chemistry for the past two centuries has been the history of the progress of civilization its careful student will draw from it values that are cultural material and moral its educational value depends upon the accuracy it gives one's powers of observation training in the correlation of the facts observed tracing the underlying laws thus brought out and the stimulation of the imagination to bring other facts apparently not in conformity with the laws into harmony with them or to so alter the explanations secured as to include the seeming exceptions. Thus theories propounded as logical sequence, which, as Shinstone has said, are as searchlights which cast light into dark places and enable us to see, sometimes plainly, sometimes only in dim outline, much that would remain hidden if we were denied their aid, are scrapped like so much old metal when their usefulness ends. So the history of chemistry, like the history of inventions, definable as a method for utilizing a discovery, often reads like a romance. The material value of chemistry has had to do with our wealth, health, and happiness. Chemistry, by the utilization of much of the wastes of the world, has produced great wealth, as is seen in the numerous dyes, synthetic medicines, etc., which have been made from coal tar. It has also saved injurious wastes. At some of the great copper smelters today, where the sulfur gases were formerly turned loose into the air to the destruction of forests, they are now converted into the cheap but valuable oil of vitriol, upon the use of which there is scarcely anything we eat, drink, or wear that is not directly or indirectly dependent. In fact, one may judge the financial progress of a nation by the annual production or consumption or both of this acid the industries of nations have been changed through the influences of applied chemistry 
the old matter fields of france are now vineyards the matter dye alizarin being made by german processes in a factory so the millions of acres formerly given to the cultivation of the indigo plant may help feed england when they are cultivated for food products as the germans now manufacture a higher grade of indigo at lower price than was formerly attainable commercially from the natural sources even with the poverty wages paid in india through the application of the principles of chemistry better products have been produced at cheaper prices and thus made available for more people substances possessing little or no practical use rare curiosities for the chemical museum have become of great actual value this may be seen in the development of incandescent gas lighting we have only recently come to an awakened conscience of fuel the quantity of fuel required to produce the energy for an industrial process is dependent upon the manner in which it is required to do its work once smoke was regarded as an evil then a nuisance now it is known as a waste and none has better cause to wage war against it than he who produces it a smoking chimney is a thief not only because it projects visible unburned carbon into the atmosphere but in nine cases out of ten on account of the invisible gases which are hot and combustible regenerated gas heating not only prevents smoke but is a powerful means of economizing heat it has been estimated that the saving of national wealth effected by its universal application would amount to a sum sufficient to pay the aggregate national debts of all the civilized nations what a horn of plenty may be seen outlined in the dense smoke hanging like a pall over some of our cities in this country the problem of energy usually expressed in terms of fuel is a most serious one to every nation upon the invention of the steam engine the days of the windmill and old-time water-wheel seemed to be numbered sailing ships gave way to mechanically driven vessels gas explosion engines and electric power applied to motor vehicles are driving out the horse without whose aid at one time it was thought that no civilized nation could exist and have given us a propelling force with which the air is navigated in some ways there is a disposition to revert in part to the old order of things as shown in the utilization of water power with improved appliances inventors are not without hope of utilizing the ocean tides in fact several installations where this is done do exist the indefinite hope of some imaginative people that we may secure some unknown source of energy however is at present an undependable and gratuitous assumption therefore it is of the utmost importance that the strictest economy be practiced in the expenditure of our fuel capital the conversion of the force of gravity into electrical energy by means of falling water has given an enormous impetus to progress in applied chemistry not only has it made the production of new and useful substances possible as carborundum and artificial graphite but it has cheapened the production of other materials as caustics bleach copper aluminum etc in money values that involve large figures and promises to render available bodies of metallic ores formerly regarded worthless cable news tells us of the renewal of the german potash syndicate which controls the natural deposits of potash salts at stosfurt and lays heavy tribute upon every farmer who uses mixed fertilizers 
electrical energy may yet give relief from such a tax upon every civilized person in the world for laboratory experiments have shown the possibility of utilizing the abundant insoluble hence unavailable source of potash a necessary element for plant growth which exists in every soil but in comparatively small yet sufficiently large amounts perhaps the most important practical forward steps taken in applied chemistry in recent years have been along the line of the utilization of atmospheric nitrogen no living thing plant or animal is known which does not contain nitrogen nitrogen is therefore necessary it is the most expensive yet abundant and easily wasted element of plant food the air contains three thousand nine hundred billion tons of this element but it is not available except to a limited degree as a food it must be properly combined with other elements for plants to feed upon it this has recently been accomplished commercially and its importance is realized when attention is drawn to the known sources of nitrates and the fact is recognized that the visible supply will not suffice for the life of two generations at the normal rate of increase both in population and productivity of the soil fortunately the processes devised in this day of wonderful surprises do not participate in the destruction of valuable coal deposits in obtaining the energy but use white coal which with the constant aid of nature through the principles of evaporation and condensation may be used over and over again to this end it has stimulated the efforts of many toward the conservation of the forests for upon these depend a constant supply of water and the avoidance of devastating freshets which destroy the power plants the solution of problems of preventative medicine that is sanitation the development of aseptic surgery the discovery of anesthesia have been contributions of chemistry to human happiness the chemist has sought and is seeking the establishment of uniform grades and international standards and agreed methods for determining them for products of exchange those familiar only with the secular press accounts of the struggles for pure food and drink and distinctive labels therefore realize what this means to accomplish the refinements of this improvement in communal and international morals however will require a recasting of the meaning of many words in every language this cannot fail to promote in measure the development of a desirable universal language for all nations while the history of chemical economics is one of fascinating interest it must not be forgotten that these allotments to the benefits of the living are in the end dependent upon pure chemistry in most cases they have resulted from the application of principles derived from facts which presented no utilitarian aspect in themselves and the principles too appeared to have only the remotest connection with utility it is not intended to imply that applied chemistry has been or is entirely dependent upon pure chemistry for there are numerous instances where what knowledge we possess in the speculative and real field of the science has received its initial impulse from some useful application the progress of the science has often been with halting step three important misconceptions namely the immaterial nature of gases the inverted notion of combustion and the material nature of heat had first to be removed before the idea that matters composed not only of molecules but of atoms could gain acceptance in the beginning of the nineteenth century 
by the atomic conception of dalton eighteen o three different kinds of matter are dependent not only upon different kinds of molecules but different kinds of atoms in molecules and furthermore as later proved even the configuration of the atoms within the molecules various energy demonstrations as heat electricity and light bring about various changes in these molecules to produce different kinds of matter we know carbon dioxide and water under conditions which obtain in the leaf of a tree under the influence of light combined with the elimination of oxygen and the production of sugar the chemist as an expert achievement can produce sugar in his laboratory but so far he has little understanding of the chemical action of light in the laboratory of the leaf although photochemistry promises soon to yield results which may not be devoid of startling interest we do not know how nature does many things that we are accustomed to see around us and attribute to a so-called vital force in exercising the utmost care to avoid confusing the accomplished with the projected the thesis may be reverently supported that life is energy or a manifestation thereof one were devoid of judgment did he not let it be clearly understood that he appreciates the objections such as retention of form through years reproduction of species and atavistic inheritance of character that may be raised with reason in opposition to the mechanical physical chemical or energy explanation of life as yet we do not know the constitution of the highly complicated structure of the carbon hydrogen oxygen nitrogen and sulphur compounds of the nucleus chemical matter as neurleister says the same could have been truly said of the sugars before fisher's masterly work beginning about a generation ago or osborne's more recent work upon the nucleus of wheat can we say having learned the structure and synthesized the nucleus that we shall not be able in the laboratory to give it that impulse which launches it upon a career of reproduction our militant egoism need not be shocked by apparently nourishing a youth sublime with the fairy tales of science we thought we knew the air but within the last two decades it has been learned that the atmosphere contains one per cent of an element never dreamed of namely argon we thought that every chemical atom was characterized by a distinct ability to combine with other atoms to form compounds argon and four other similar elements including helium since found are devoid of this characteristic the nineteenth century gave us crookes tubes which made the discovery of rintgen rays possible and gave the hint that established the existence of the becquerel rays the pursuit of which eventuated in the unmasking of radium by the curies this remarkable substance carries enormous charges of readily detectable energy and under certain conditions changes into another element helium ramsey and saudi the transmutation of the elements has been experimentally demonstrated in such considerations confusion of terms must be studiously avoided philosophically radium cannot be an element because its molecule breaks up into something other than an atom of the same thing yet it has a recognized place in the table of elements this latter fact is due to an agreement among chemists to recognize a substance as an element which under proper conditions exhibits a spectrum showing characteristic lines possessed by no other element 
and possesses a definite combining weight radium satisfies these two requirements and constitutes an exception to the general proposition of consistency of atoms in an elementary molecule if we retain the term element and there is no indication of its being discarded soon its definition must be broadened a philosophic idea has come forward at intervals ever since the days when we have written records of men's thoughts namely that there is or was one of the simplest substance of which all matter is or was made if that be true and perhaps it is then we only require the knowledge of how to change one element into another and the necessary apparatus to make the idea an accomplished fact so far however we have observed only the disintegration of the elements and we must yet build them up a knowledge of the cathode rays produced within a crook's tube gave j j thompson and rutherford experimental data for the latest interpretations of the phenomena of radioactivity and the most modern answer to the question of what is matter thirty years ago crookes suggested the existence of an ultra-gaseous state of matter a protyle of which all matter is composed and that its particle weighs about one thousandth that of a hydrogen atom the lightest atom known thompson following an elaborate procedure weighed these particles and found that the value was between eight hundred and one thousand as they bear electric charges he designated them electrons rutherford has shown that in the disintegration of radium a gas called emanation is produced this in turn changes through several steps and continuously into helium the change consists in hurling particles called alpha particles at a terrific speed from the emanation these particles are atoms of helium plus an electron which is lost in time by weighing before and after the weight of the electron is determined these values coincide with those obtained by thompson etymologically an atom means something which cannot be divided we have been accustomed to apply the term to the chemical individual which has not yet been divided as soon as it is shown to be complex the particle ceases to be an atom as language changes there can be little objection if it is done by common agreement so there may be no misunderstanding to applying the term electron to a real atom or the real indivisible particle for undoubtedly the atom of dalton is complex therefore matter is composed of molecules molecules are made up of atoms atoms consist of electrons electrons are charges of electricity but what is electricity ostwald asserts that we are aware of matter only through the evidences of energy matter is an assemblage of energy systems there is no matter all resolves itself into the mechanics of energy heat electricity and life are elementary energy systems having definite capacity and intensity and as chemical entities with their equivalents represent our atomic conceptions but here we go into the realm of metaphysics many of the secrets of nature have been gained laboriously wrought for but rich rewards await the coming generations who inherit a knowledge of the extremities of our globe but must yet learn of its interior science may therefore be looked upon as a gem beautifully cut with its many facets we view the light from one face or more 
with the play of colors more exquisite to the eye and gratifying to the senses whence the light that is nature the throbbing pulsation of which controlled by some all great hence all wise providence makes our universe what it is however little or much of it we may or may not comprehend charles baskerville end of introduction